your Locked On Hurricanes, your daily podcast on the Carolina Hurricanes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Kaniacs. I'm your host, Jared Ellis, and you're listening to Locked On Hurricanes on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You can find the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes, myself on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96, and I would like to thank you for making Locked On Hurricanes your first listen of the day, so make sure you go let, rate the show five stars on whatever platform you are listening on. And this episode, we will be recapping in its entirety the game last night against the San Jose Sharks. I did touch on it briefly at the end of the previous episode, giving a quick rundown of what happened in this game. So this was one that it was very much like a lot of the previous games that the Hurricanes have had over this uh, six-day, four-game stretch wasn't the prettiest of wins it it really wasn't and the hurricanes were able to gut it out find a way to win vincent trocek obviously opened up the scoring for us san jose tied it early in the third andre sveshkov scored his third straight game winning goal you had the one in ottawa in the shootout then you had the one on whalers night against new jersey and then you had this one against the sharks so Andre is on a freaking tear right now, guys. But you know, I do think that the Hurricanes and the Sharks, yeah, this was a really this was a very tightly contested game. This Sharks team, it they're they're not yeah, the Sharks team that we've seen in the past few years where they've kind of been a bottom-of-the-barrel team. They've actually been pretty decent this year. They're, as of right now, as of recording Monday morning, you know, they're sitting at a 22-20-3 record, 47 points, and fifth place in the Pacific Division. You know, and you know, when it comes to playoff picture, you know, they're just outside. They're you know, fourth place, you know, when it comes to wild card spot, you know, they very well could, you know, if the playoffs were to start here in like the next, uh, we'll say two weeks because now we're heading into the all-star break. You know, you know, they win a couple games. Calgary drops a, a game. Dallas drops a game. San Jose, they can easily, you know, make a push into the playoffs. So, yeah, it, this isn't the San Jose team that we've seen in years past. We're not very good. This San Jose team, they're, yeah, they're pretty, they're, they can be competitive. And they can make a push for the playoffs. Obviously, you can tune into Locked On Sharks for all of your Sharks needs, of course. But, you know, this was a game where it kind of, I, I was expecting a, a goaltending battle here in this game between Freddie and Reimer I, I was very much expecting that I, I felt that Reimer was the obvious choice to to go with for the Sharks in, in this game because he's obviously been great this year for the Sharks but he spent two years here he he has books on a lot of these guys on the roster, he knows how to 
stop a lot of these guys. So, of course, he was the obvious choice to put in net there, and it went very much like the first one. Uh, he stopped almost everything that the Hurricanes were able to throw at him. He made, you know, he made uh, 26 saves, or excuse me, 27 saves on 29 shots. So, yeah, it very much went like I expected. And, you know, I, I expected that the Hurricanes, you know, would, you know, come out and, you know, give it, you know, all they had. And, you know, this was one where I think, like I said at the end of the last episode, where this team in years past would, you know, when they get in kind of slumps, they, you know, they may end up dropping a game like this. But here they found a way to win it. But it, it was not a perfect game. And we'll get into that stuff right after this quick break. It's a new year, and that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even a little bit better than a candy bar. Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, and most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to your average candy bar, which usually contains around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. And with Built Bar, there's so many flavors to choose from, ranging from coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and many, many more. In fact, Built is always coming out with new limited time flavors, so check out Built.com often to see what's new and right now you can go to built.com and use promo code locked 15 and you'll get 15 percent off your order when you use promo code locked 15 for 15 percent off at built.com now like i said this game wasn't perfect and i think you know the hurricanes they you know while the goaltending for san jose was outstanding in this game as we pretty much all expected it to be. You look at the first game against the Sharks back in November where it went to overtime and Sharks won it. You know, this was a, a heck, well, once the same final score, two to one, but James Reimer played his butt off and you expected that. But one thing I would have like to have seen in this game from the Hurricanes. Again, no no discrediting James Ryan. He he was great in this game. He was a good goaltender for us. He's been outstanding for the Sharks this season. But I would have liked to have seen you know, the Hurricanes, the especially the guys who played with him and practiced against him. You guys know how he is in his weak spots and... Yeah, how to get stuff by him, just like he knows how to stop you. So I do kind of wish that the Hurricanes took advantage of that advantage the way the Sharks took advantage of it with the Hurricanes. You know, I I do very much wish that they would have done something like that. Given season series is over, the only way we're playing each other again this season is if 
we play in the Stanley Cup against each other. Uh, but, yeah, that is something that I do wish the Hurricanes did do in this game. And, you know, another thing that I, you know, does sometimes get a bit frustrating with Andrei Sveshkov is his penalties. This was a pretty normal game for him. Yeah, he goes out there, scores a goal, you know, pushes some people around, takes some penalties. Average Svetch game, you know, given he obviously scored a game where it's not, you know, average in, you know, a bad way. But, you know, this is one where, you know, I just, I, I said, you know, early on, you know, in the season, well, heck, not even in the season when, you know, he signed his contract extension, was that I wanted him to kind of was clean up his game a bit, stop taking so many penalties. And you know, I, I get you know the the first one, you know, the roughing, you know, that was kind of all set, you know, between him and the other guy. That is what it is there. But you know, like the interference one, that's the one that I'm really looking at here. It's just like, dude, come on. You know, you while it hasn't been as bad this year as in, you know, like last year. Last year was really bad. It just seemed like any time he stepped on the ice, he was getting called for something, whether he actually did anything or not. But it's stuff like that where I'm just like, come on. You know, let, let's clean it up and get rid of some of these stupid little penalties and... Given, like I said, you know, then, you know, at the beginning of the season when, you know, that extension was signed, I know it's not going to be something that happens overnight. It's not going to be something that happens over the course of just a single season where you go from taking a lot of stupid penalties to virtually none at all. But it's still just one of those things. You, know, you just look at that when you're just like, come on, man. That that's just one of those come on man, you know, moments. Yeah, from Svetch. It's just like come on you like you know better. Like clean it up. Stop getting careless and reckless out there. But yeah, at the end of the day the Hurricanes end up winning the game. Svetch, you know, he ended up scoring what would be the game winner in this game. So, you know, you can't get mad at him too much because he did make up for it and he usually is really good about making up for you know these stupid penalties that he takes so I think that sometimes it does get a bit overlooked but it's definitely something that I want to see him continue to work at improving upon because it, it's one thing now when you're a young guy but, you know, three more years down the road or so, you know, it, it's habits like this that you want to kind of nip in the bud now. You're you're in your fourth season. Like, let's, some of these young player mistakes that he makes, really looking to just see some improvement in that. And we have seen that. I, I will, I will say that, you know, he has improved in that regard but it's just one of those things you look at this you know like this right here is what i'm talking about but again he did make up for it which is great but now you know 
we look onto the All-Star game. And what can we expect from the Hurricanes there? And we'll talk about that a little bit right after this quick break. Now the All-Star game is right around the corner. And we'll obviously talk more about the All-Star game and Frederick Anderson, Rod Brennamore, and Sebastian Ajo. Once they're there and actually doing All-Star game stuff. But, you know, what can the Carolina Hurricanes do during this break to kind of regroup, recharge, and, you know, all that stuff? Because, like I said, over this stretch of games, this San Jose game, the New Jersey game, the Ottawa game, the Vegas game, you know, a lot of these games... Yeah, really ever since yeah, on the 22nd against the Devils. Yeah, after that, they've the games they play, they haven't been pretty. And yes, they have found a way to win you know, all four of those games, which is phenomenal. Because like I said, in years past, I feel like some of those games may have lost. Yeah, that Vegas game, we may not have you know, came back and won that game. We may not have scored. Yeah, in overtime. Yeah, and like I said, you know, in that recap, you know, capitalizing on the power play, which was really big there. Ottawa going to shootout. That's one where that's kind of coin toss, you know, regardless of who you're playing. You never know what can happen there. And then New Jersey on Whalers night, that was one where, you know, second and third period, you know, defense, you know, came up big, you know, not allowing anything which is great there, and same with Auntie Ranta and Goal. You have really great on them, and then in the San Jose game, uh, Freddie you know, just being an absolute brick wall in the net, and then Svech coming up with a clutch goal. They're finding ways to win, which is really, really good, but I do feel over this break that they're going to have for the All-Star game before you know, they end up getting back at it next week because their next game as of right now, is scheduled for literally a week from today, February 7th, against the Toronto Maple Leafs up in Toronto. Because that's going to be start a, a week-long road trip, another four games in six days. You got Toronto on Monday, Ottawa on Tuesday. You're back there. Then you got Boston on Thursday, then Minnesota on Saturday. So, got another stretch of a lot of games in you know, really condensed time. So, my big thing for this is one, you know, Ajo, Brennan, Anderson, when they get to Vegas, you know, go out there and show them what you're made of, obviously. Yeah, that kind of goes without saying there. You know, you're all stars for a reason. You know, go out there, show them just what you can do. You know, go out there, blow the roof off the place, you know, and. Yeah, just show them how good you are. I predicted we'd see the return of Sebastian Ajo to the All-Star game, and we're seeing it, I'm excited to cover that. But as far as, you know, all the other guys, what I really want them to do is, you know, relax. And, you know, go spend time, you know, with family, do what they need to do to just recharge mentally. We're at the halfway point of the season. Man, we'll reflect on the first half of the season and look ahead to the next half in the next episode but we're at this midway point 
I, I just want you know, these guys to, like I said, just relax, recharge, do what they need to do to get themselves back mentally prepared, ready to go for the second half of the season and the playoff push. Because this is one where you're going to see teams like, I, you'll just talk San Jose, you know, a team that's right on the cusp, you know, just on the outside looking in. You're going to see them playing with even more gusto than you saw the first time. Even we're not playing them again. You know, our season series with them is done now. But, you know, some of these other, you know, bubble teams that, you know, are kind of on the outside looking in, you know, you know, uh, I don't you know necessarily think they'll make it. But, you know, the number three spot, you know, for wild card for the Eastern Conference, Detroit. Yeah, they're they're kind of far back. You know, their Boston is in that number two spot, 25, 14, 3, 53 points. Detroit's number three at 19, 26, and 44 points. So they're, they're kind of far back, but that you got a whole another half of a season to make up and, and gain that ground there to make that up and make that push for that bubble spot. You're going to see teams like you know, there, you're going to see them coming out with extra, you know, like, let's, you know, really make this push for the playoffs. You know, we're, we feel we can do it because you look at the past couple of years, Detroit, they, they were not, they were, they were very much in the spot where Montreal, Ottawa, Buffalo are at the very, very bottom of the conference and very, very bottom of the league. And now they're, they're a bubble team. They very well could make a push. So you are going to see teams like that play a little bit extra harder. So the Hurricanes, they need to be prepared for teams like that to be playing tougher hockey. And But I do think that the Carolina Hurricanes, you look at this four-game stretch that just ended, where it wasn't pretty, but they found ways to win every single one of them, and they stepped up big when they needed to. And I think, you know, in years past, like I said, some of those games probably would have lost. But now I think that they're they're ready for it. They just need, like I said, that break to just recharge, get themselves mentally prepared for the tough as hell stretch is about to be before them. Because now you're also, you know, yeah, you have your all-star break, but... Originally, yeah, you were looking at having almost the entire month of February off because of the Olympics, and not everyone's obviously going to go to the Olympics, but now you don't have as big of a break that you initially expected you would have at the beginning of the season. So now it's a thing of you know just doing whatever they need to do, whether it's sitting at home with their significant other their kids whether it's you know going on a fishing trip like i'm sure andre Sveshkov will i do believe he said he is going down to florida so whatever it may be go do it and get yourself in a spot mentally for the second half of the season i think that this team is going to be a dangerous team dangerous as hell because now you know they're still only at single digit regulation losses which is 
crazy to think about. They are third in the NHL, first in the Metro. They're at 31, 9, and 2, 64 points behind only the Panthers and the Avalanche. And again, it's just crazy to think we're at the midway point now and we still only have single digit losses. That's crazy. Crazy to think about with the Hurricanes because in Again, in just years past, wasn't always like that. So it's still definitely getting used to, huh, this team is legit. And now they just need to do what they have to do to recharge and get themselves ready. But like I said, we're at the midpoint now. So in the next episode, we'll be taking a look back at the first half of the season. What went good? Because there was a lot of good, but there were also some bad there. And we'll dive into all of that stuff and look ahead to the second half of the season and what the Carolina Hurricanes need to do to continue the success that they're having. But in the meantime, thank you for making Locked on Hurricanes your first listen of the day. Now go make Locked on Bets your second listen, your daily one-stop shop for all of your sports gambling needs, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's available on all streaming platforms, so whatever platform you're listening to this show on it's there and don't forget to also rate this show five stars on said platform and go follow the show on twitter and instagram at lo underscore hurricanes and myself on twitter at jared underscore 96 and i will talk to you in the next episode